Welcome to episode 28 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. Today, we are continuing our conversation with Michael Ross. We'll be discussing some common mistakes that moms make when parenting their teen sons. We'll also be talking about how to nurture your son's relationship with God during his preteen and teen years, as well as how you can guard your heart as your boys grow up and begin to pull away from you. Hey mama, does your life feel a bit chaotic right now? Do you feel overwhelmed by the weight of responsibility to raise those little boys God has given you? Do you want to raise strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus? In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and even our own hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. But guess what? I also need you. We boy moms gotta stick together. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. Our guest today is Michael Ross. He is an award-winning author and former editor of Breakaway, a national magazine for teen guys published by Focus on the Family. Several of his books include Boom, A Guy's Guide to Growing Up, What Your Son Isn't Telling You, a parenting book, and The Unofficial Minecraft Guide, Building Faith Block by Block. Michael and his wife, Tiffany, live near St. Louis, Missouri with their son, Christopher. This is the second half of a two-part interview, so if you missed the first part of my interview with Michael Ross, be sure to go back and listen to episode 27, in which we talk about how we as moms can be intentional about connecting with our sons during their teenage years. Here is the rest of my conversation with Michael Ross. So tell me a little bit about moms in particular. What kind of mistakes have you seen moms make in trying to relate to their sons or whether it's pushing too hard or pulling back too far or transitioning into those those teenage years. Tell us about some of the the mistakes that you have seen so that we can be aware and maybe avoid some of those those mistakes. Yeah. And you you um <clears throat> hit on some of those, yeah. but you know, using sarcasm with him wrongly, poking fun at at changes going on and emotions that he's feeling, you know, oh come on, you know, you just you're just an emotional roller coaster, you know, oh you're you're not really in love with that person. You don't know what love is, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. It goes back to that empathy and and walking in in his shoes. But but poking fun at some things that are so important to him. Him that 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 may not seem you know uh, from your wisdom and perspective all all that important in the scheme of things um, you know uh, making fun of 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 his awkwardness tripping over his own feet that he's trying to grow into his cracking voice you know unusual body odors that kind of thing uh, never ever ever uh, poke fun at that um, trying to force him. Uh, to be someone or something that he's not, you know, an athlete when really he's a reader or and an artist or a dreamer. Um, and then also comparing him with other kids or with siblings. And you'd be surprised at how easily that slips out. Um, I remember I encountered this one mom um, who was at a counseling office and uh, she was 
grilling her son in the office very loudly and just saying, I just don't understand. Why can't you be more like your sister, Mandy? Oh I just, goodness. I just don't get, you know, I mean, I, it, this kid was just wanting to melt through the cracks in the floor and I didn't blame him oh. one bit. And I thought, I thought, mom, what are you doing? At least you're in the right place. I'm <laughs> glad you're both getting some counseling yeah. here. But, but um, it, 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 you know, comparing, it's so easy. Why can't you just do this? Why can't you just be this way? Yeah. Or, or, or we may have an idea of how we think our son should be. Um, oh, come on. You know, you just really can't make a living as an artist. Uh, an, an accountant would be a better thing for you, mm. you know, one day. Or, um, <laughs> I mean, it's a little <laughs> early right now at age, you know, 11, 12, 13. But, sure. but, well, all my kids want to design video games for a living. <laughs> or we were talking about jobs the other day, and they were so yeah. excited that they all wanted to, they were arguing about who was going to work at McDonald's and who was going to work at Chick fil A. And, the other, my four-year-old was like, no, I'm going to work at Chick-fil-A. I'm like, hey, I'm sure they have more than one position available. And you can probably all work at Chick-fil-A if you want to. But I think it's important, whatever their dreams are right now, like right. to not squelch them and just be like, oh, I think that's a great idea. You could definitely get a good job working at McDonald's. And, you know, that will most likely change as they get oh, older and absolutely. grow into adulthood. And but yeah, but not squelching their their hopes or dreams um but i i do think as they get older like to not give them unrealistic expectations oh, like absolutely yeah like you can definitely be a pro football player if you just work hard enough i was like well <laughs> probably not but <laughs> right right opening opening you know taking those those talents you know that that go along with you know a, being a pro football player or a designer of a video game looking at that and applying that maybe to a wide range of things that they they could possibly do with it you know becoming a graphic artist or you know working as a coach or a teacher or whatever it may be and just opening them up to all those different ideas but but what i tell parents is keep in mind that nurturing and guiding your sons abilities doesn't mean fitting him into your ideal image of who you think he should be. Help your son discover God's will for his life, then encourage him to strive for excellence and follow that, mm. that will. Um, yeah, that's Grounding so them, yeah, in, 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 in God's will. Yeah. So talk a little bit about like kind of the spiritual aspect of, of this, raising sons and helping them to to transition into teenage years like what does what does our role look like as far as encouraging them to be in God's word or just fostering that relationship with the Lord because ultimately that I feel like is the best thing that we can do yes for our kids to make sure that they have a strong foundation in the word of God and that a strong relationship with the Lord because then those decisions that they're making is like well I know that they're walking with the Lord. And so I know that they're going to, that God will guide them in those decisions. And I feel like that um, just helps take some of the strain and anxiety off of moms so that, you know, that we can keep them in an open hand and, and continue to trust, trust God working in their lives. So what would you recommend to moms as we are wanting to continue to guide our, our kids in their relationship with the Lord, but that might look a little bit different as they as they become teenagers. 
each family is different. The, obviously, the temperament of each boy is is different. You know, again, you're the greatest expert in your son's life. You you know your your boy better than than anyone. But um, I would say, be intentional. I love that word that we 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 talked about at the beginning, and uh, step out. Try to have a spiritual time every day. Um, one of the things that was a tradition for us that that I, I did with my boy, um, before he would walk out the door, he went to a public school, and before we would send him out the door, I would pray a blessing on him. Mm-hmm. Just a very simple, simple thing. Lord, keep my son, bless my boy today, help him to make good choices. And he, he got to a point of just pausing at the door, waiting for me to, to pray that blessing on him. Uh, that simple thing. Um, praying together every day. Again, it doesn't have to be a big half hour <laughs> ordeal, you know, uh, of intercession, but but pr- praying together as a family. Um, if you can have family devotions, I recommend doing that together. Uh, you cut yourself a break. Again, we're running at the speed of light. We're all so adrenaline filled and busy, but uh, so you don't have to, you know, build guilt into this, but but um, you know, strive every day or other day or so to to have that 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 time of of uh, reading some scripture together, um, praying together, and understand that it takes a team. Um, it doesn't all have to fall on your shoulders. It it begins there. It, it, you know, spiritual formation begins in the home, and it's so so important. Um, but know that there are teammates out there to help you. There are children's pastors and youth pastors and great lay leaders in the church. Get your son plugged into a church. Yeah, I was I was just writing down. I was going to ask you that about. I was going to ask you that next about outside influences and getting other voices to speak into your son's life. You mentioned earlier the story about the the kid who came to talk to you and his parents were like, well, he's never talked to us about this before. But then he just like opened up to you and was willing to share all of these things. And it just it just reminded me of the importance of having other influences in our boys' lives that, yeah, maybe they're not going to open up and talk to mom about something that they're really struggling with, but they might be willing to open up and talk to a youth pastor or a youth leader or a a scout leader or a coach or or something like that. That's right. And, you know, it's a painful thing of parenthood because, you know, we just, like I said, would lay our lives down for our children and we love them so much and we know them so well and we care for them. And uh, we want at least to think that they're going to share absolutely everything going on in their minds with us. And it's hard when they don't, you know, when they feel awkward or when they feel like they're going to disappoint us or whatever the the excuses or reasons may be. Eventually, They'll circle back to that, perhaps, and and talk to us about what what's going on at that particular phase, and you know what happened there. But um, but that's where we can really rely on other trusted people that they're more willing to open up to for one reason or another. And uh, as I became that person for parents when I was a youth minister, um, today there are other lay leaders and and youth ministers and um, who. Uh, you know, fill that role for us with with our boy um, counselors, even who um, you know our boy is willing to talk to, where he he won't so much with us, and that's okay. 
you know, we need that, you know, we're the body of Christ and yeah. um, that's where we serve each other and help each other and, you know, and, and guide our families and help them grow. We, 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 it's okay to do this together. We need this. And, uh, and, you know, moms, you need, you need that, that support group. You need people to talk to too. Um, yeah, and, and absolutely. <laughs> dads need it as well. You know, yeah. often a little harder with, with dads to do that. But, um, I was going to say in the book, uh, there is one chapter where um, I talk about a, a support group. It's It was a, a group of moms who every day they would meet together by the, the, the playground um, and uh, let, this is when our, our boy was a little younger, when he was in ele- elementary school, he went to a charter school at the time. And um, right after school, they'd let the kids play a bit. And so the moms would linger and talk to each other and talk about Raising boys specifically. Um, so there's a scene that I wrote about in What Your Son Isn't Telling You, where it was a beautiful, uh, really case study there of of the support system in action. These moms, you know, opening up and talking about what they're going through and getting those aha moments. Wow, you're going through that too. So am I. And and it's amazing getting that out and talking about it. And, you know, an iron sharpening iron, helping each other there in, in those situations. We need that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And that is a big part of the reason that we have this podcast, Redeeming the Chaos. I want it to be a place for moms of boys to be able to connect. We have a, a Facebook group um, that I'll put a link in the show notes. So if you guys want to jump in that group and connect with us, and it's a place where you can share questions that you have or share um, encouragement for other moms or share struggles that you might be going through. And I'm hoping that these that these podcast episodes as well will be an encouragement and just help you know that you're not alone in this adventure, in this journey of raising boys, that it's not just your family that is chaotic. It's not just your house that is overrun with wild, adventurous, loud, messy, smelly boys. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but just that that whole idea of of community, I think, is is really, really important. Um, Tell me uh, real quick, what, what can moms do to kind of guard our hearts a little bit in just preparing our, our boys to, to start growing up and kind of pulling away from us a little bit, which is very natural and very healthy. Um, but I know that that is hard for some moms, for many moms, as you know, they're not little boys anymore. Their kids aren't little boys anymore. They might not want to snuggle anymore. They might not be as excited to spend time together. Like, how can we prepare our hearts to be in a healthy place as, as our boys kind of start to pull away a little bit? Yeah, let me um, answer that by reading a, a a sentence or two from what your son isn't telling you, um, and then I'll then I'll unpack that a little bit. Sure. Um, your son will probably change some part of his identity as he moves into the tween years. Um, he will throw off the identity you have given him as easily as he discards the clothes you buy him. Um, some of these passing phases will be incorporated into the person he will ultimately become. Others will fade away. And it's it's really hard to watch that, to watch this once talkative 
kid who was so interested in in the world and science and and you know science experiments and and wanting those snuggle time and just coming up and sitting in your lap and wanting that hug and and suddenly <laughs> there's the eye rolling, you know, suddenly there's the things that were, you thought were so precious and those connections that, that are, are, are changing and it's hurtful and it's hard. I mean, we, how can we not take that personally? I would say, don't take it personally, but how can we not? This is our our baby, (laughs) our baby that's, uh, you know, growing into a young man. And by the way, our baby is still our baby. You know, he he hates it. So it's it's hard stuff, but that is the reality of moving from childhood, you know, through that you know war of independence and on into adulthood. They circle back, you know. As I think of the roles that a mom plays, um, a mom moves from supervisor to coach and ultimately to friend. You know, and ultimately mm-hmm. you'll get get there, and and um, you are both a coach and and a and a mentor um, in mm-hmm. your son's life, and so um, keep hugging. You know, yeah. um, uh, as they at first, you know, as all this craziness is going on physically and emotionally, um, they're going to pull back a little bit. But don't that doesn't mean you should stop hugging. You know, still hug them. Uh, now, our, our boy, who's uh, final year of high school, um, launching into manhood now, um, every day is like, Dad, I love you. You know. Well, I love it. All oh, those words. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, and he hugs us. He wants those hugs. They'll come back. You know, they'll yeah. become aliens for a while and hard to understand, but they'll circle back. They're still tuning you in. They still yeah. love you. And I think just having just having the expectation that that this is normal and that they're going to experiment with crazy ideas and crazy personalities and they might be like okay I'm gonna wear these clothes for a while and this is you know like that might just be a phase and that might they might you know that doesn't necessarily mean you've failed as a parent or that they are like stuck in that lifestyle or that that phase or whatever forever that you know like I you had said earlier that that they need to kind of develop their own identity like so far, they've basically found their identity in the family and in who we have essentially created them to be. But they need that space to kind of make their own way and figure out who they are as a person and what they really like and what they don't like. And And I think just being aware of that and giving them space to do that without without getting anxious and being like, oh, no, we did everything wrong and everything is everything he, we taught him is is out the window, like just give them some space to kind of work through some things. And then hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll come back around. <laughs> I love how, do- how Dr. Dobson describes that. He describes it as astronauts blasting into outer space. And as they, you know, go through the atmosphere and go into outer space, there's that period uh, where there's just static and there's no communication. And mm. then suddenly then the blurts on the, the radio, um, Houston, you know, <laughs> you know, we, and the, <laughs> the you eagle know, has landed. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and there's that connection and that communication again, but it's always a, a, a fear 
fearful, scary time when there's that static and that void of communication mm. and, and you don't know what's happening or going on. It feels that way, you know, through the tween years and the teen years. And but, um, you know, that connection will should come back it, in most cases in just about every case, not all, but most it, it, it will come back and just hang in there. And, um, you know, don't stop hugging. Don't stop saying those words that they desperately need to hear. I love you. I'm here for you. I'm proud of you. Uh, I, I care about you. I'll always be here for you. Um, they need yeah. to hear that. They need to know that. Hmm. Yeah, that's so good. So I want to hear, as we wrap up here, we only have a couple minutes left, but I want to hear about the devotional book that you wrote with your son. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yes. Building faith block by block. It's uh, uh, an unofficial Minecraft guide. Um, yeah, back when my son was 10, he was just captive captivated by this uh, crazy game called Minecraft. And of course, I investigated it. I checked it out just to make sure that it was safe for him. And, and I loved it. And it was it's just such a creative game where they can be in this creative mode. It's almost like Legos online where they can create these worlds, these different biomes that they create a desert world or an island world, whatever it may be. And and they build these kingdoms and houses. And, and I was so happy that he was so into this. I thought this is very positive. And then it started hitting me that, wow, there's so many kids into this. Um, and, and it seems very positive. Wouldn't it be cool to take this world of Minecraft and tie it into a kid's world and then tie that into their faith and, and teach mm. them faith lessons. And so that's how that book uh, came about. But then I thought, Ooh, wouldn't it be great if my then 10-year-old could help me write it? And it took a number of years, and he became 13, and then 14, and, and we got the manuscript together, and uh, and then published it, you know, um, wow, it's been a few years out, and the book is still doing very well through Harvest House, and uh, it's all over Amazon. And um, it was so rewarding and exciting to, to create this book with him. So the book is filled with adventures that are all based in Minecraft. And uh, but then it then it ties it into their real world, maybe dealing with, uh, you know, uh, bullies or whatever it may be. And then it brings it back into faith. What what would Jesus do? You know, what what lesson can we learn from this? So that's mm -hmm. what that book is all about. That is so fun. I love that so much. My boys are 10 and 9 and well, and also 6 and 5. Um, but they have just recently gotten into Minecraft, which is so funny because yeah, you said like your son like almost 10 years ago now, your son was really into it. Well, kid 10-year-old kids are still really into Minecraft and we they had been begging for the longest time to to get the video game and we finally like we have like a reward like a ticket reward system and so they earn enough tickets to get the minecraft game and yeah they get so excited about it so i found your book and my boys just love it like they they tolerate when we sit down and have like family devotions or if i read from the bible or and they you know they show some interest but they would never just sit down and voluntarily read a devotional book or read something spiritual necessarily. Um, but when I showed them this book, they were like, Ooh, Ooh, what is this? <laughs> and they just like, and I told them, I was like, now it's supposed to be like a devotional book. You read like one section every day, 
no, they blew through the whole thing in like a couple <laughs> in a couple of days. <laughs> That's exciting. I did have to go back and make sure I said, now make sure you're reading because my one son was just kind of skipping the devotional parts <laughs> at first and just reading the <laughs> Minecraft stories. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, you have to read all of it. Like you have to read the the application and the devotional part. Um, I was like, otherwise I'm taking it away. So he's like, okay. <laughs> so he um so he, yeah, he has been reading that. So yeah, so thank you for writing that because it definitely is something that has been connecting with with my my sons. I love that you took something that boys can relate to and put a spiritual spin on it and use it as a tool to teach them about God. I, I think that is so great. Now, granted, we might not run into creepers and zombies in everyday <laughs> life, but <laughs> but I but I'm sure there are other uh, other applications. So, where can people find out? more about you. If they want to find some of your books, some of these resources that we've talked about, we talked about the book, What Your Son Isn't Telling You, and the Minecraft devotional. Do you have a website? Are your are the books on Amazon? Things like that. Where, where can people find out more about you? Definitely Amazon. And, uh, you know, type in, for example, the, the title of uh, Building Faith Block by Block, and uh, my Amazon page will come up and you can learn about other books, including the What Your Son Isn't Telling You. My bio is, is on there as well. Um, I have a Facebook page as well. Uh, that you can go to, uh, Michael Ross Books. Um, so both those places are great places to learn more about the, the books I've written. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I will have links to both of those places in the show notes. Um, Michael, it has been so great chatting with you and we really appreciate you taking out the time to come and talk with us and just encourage um, moms. Do you have any last words of encouragement that you'd like to, to share with our listeners? Please don't give up. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> teen boys can stretch you and they can exhaust you. It's that chaos. Absolutely. Um, find that support system uh, to help you uh, take care of yourself. Don't forget to take care of yourself through all of this. You need that peace. You need to step back. But know that uh, they're tuned into mom. And you're making a difference. You are. Even if you feel that you're not, you're making a difference. They're listening. They're listening. It's amazing how my boy will come back with something I said that I did not think he understood or my wife will say to him and he remembers and he he repeats what, what we taught him or said to him. So you're making a difference. Keep it up. Hmm. Thank you so much. That's great encouragement. And thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. You can learn more about Michael Ross and purchase some of his books on his Amazon page, and I will have a link for you in the show notes. Be sure to check out Michael's book, What Your Son Isn't Telling You, as well as his unofficial Minecraft devotional, Building Faith Block by Block. And I will have affiliate links for you for those books in the show notes. And you can also connect with Michael on his Facebook page, Michael Ross Books. Just a reminder, we are a few weeks into our Summer Family Fruit Challenge. It is not too late to sign up. Just go to familyfruitchallenge.com. You will receive an email every Monday morning through the rest of the summer that will help you teach your kids about the fruit of the Spirit. Each week of the challenge includes a short devotional about one of the fruits of the Spirit, printable Bible memory cards, and links to songs, games, and activities that will help your kids develop godly character qualities. You can learn all about it at familyfruitchallenge.com. 
I would also like to invite you to join me in our Facebook group that I mentioned earlier in this show. It is called Raising Courageous Boys, and it's a place for Christian boy moms to connect and encourage each other on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys. I have a link to the group in the show notes, or you can go to redeemingthechaos.com. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 28 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources that will help you raise courageous boys, go to redeemingthechaos.com.